Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is the main event. Mark's podcast brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and standing 397 miles west of North Carolina. I am Troy. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He's a WCW watcher of classic wrestling and the Hulk Hogan to my Bret Hart. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? Really? What? North Carolina? Really? Hey, this show is in North Carolina, so I thought it was the perfect time to get that reference in. Good Lord. <laughs> I, I will say. I don't know what to say. I will say, I, I, I think it's funny that I was like Googling certain things and I was, <laughs> I see all these people that were like, and la- these are like all the AEW like diehards or whatever and Kenny Omega worshippers or whatever. Yeah. And they're, they're worshiping, you know, at the altar of Kenny Omega and all that. And I saw so many of, I love Kenny Omega, but what's that North Carolina reference all about? <laughs> I think it's an homage to Michael Jordan. Yeah, it, but when it I is. think Kenny Omega, I don't think Michael Jordan. Yes, well, I think, yeah, uh, I mean, Harpo Marks. Good lord, uh, that's that's actually like Kenny Omega actually came right out and like uh, I mean he did it on Twitter, but he's like yeah it's it's uh, a reference to Michael Jordan because and see when I was the age where Michael Jordan was in his prime I wasn't I I, I don't know I you probably watched way more of the Bulls than I ever could have. Because uh, you, I mean, they were hot when you were, were you even a teenager yet? Oh, yeah. When they were hot, I was like nine years old at that time. And then yeah, I didn't up think you until were. I was 14. So, okay. Yeah. So that whole historic uh, run. Yeah. So, and, and that's, that's the time when, you know, most young guys start getting into sports big time. So I, I'm I'm sure you remember the because you were the one that told me that you thought it was a Michael Jordan thing because they always announced him as from North Carolina at the beginning of every game. Uh, but either way, that's a random thing for Kenny Omega's like, hey, uh, can you throw this in my uh, you know pre-match intro? Uh, thanks. <laughs> I guess it's better than holding out Jan for like ten minutes. Oh, he still does for Moxley. <sighs> I know. It's so ridiculous. If I was John Moxley, it's like, I don't know, like, it would be funny the first couple times. And it's like, all right, dude, like, it's like, it, we get it. <laughs> Old George I, Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. I, I wonder if there's any tension between, uh, between him and uh, Brian Danielson backstage, <laughs> like, or if they pass each other and just give each other the whole, like the head nod. And it's like, Hey, Hey, and then just walk on. Uh, he gets in the old throat. Like the Undertaker does with the tombstone. So he doesn't. Well, why do you think that he only wears bow ties now? 
Oh man, because and, he wants uh, to look more like George Hamilton. Huh? Yeah, wow. But yeah, today, man, we're talking about a show that you know. Even though I made reference to uh, this guy at the beginning of the show, usually it was kind of a mixed bag of whether or not War Games worked for him, brother. Hollywood Hogan was on the show, and I forgot that he was going to be on the show because I was like, "Oh wow!" Well, when, we, when we get to it, people will realize why you forgot because he comes off as like the biggest bit ever. We'll get to <laughs> it, but man. <laughs> yeah, dork. But yeah, we're, this um, is quite possibly not to not to chase people off. But like, I was going into this event, going like, "Man, I'm actually like kind of excited to watch this show." And then I got into, I'm like, "My God!" Like, there's a there's a couple of moments that I'm like, "Yeah, that was cool." Yeah. Um, well, keep in mind though, I did say moments. I didn't say matches. I feel like yeah. I said moments. We'll so, analyze it moments, all. Moments. Got to right. reiterate that. <laughs> we'll analyze it all piece by piece going down the line, and then we'll kind of break it down at the end like we usually do. But uh, before we get into all that, though. Coincidentally, it wasn't breakdown this month right here. And this wasn't the, uh, yeah, I think it was. In your house breakdown. I Maybe. see what you did there. That was a nice little good. pun. Oh, good grief. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, that, was, that was on purpose. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm trying to save the intro. Right. Either way. We're going to pause right quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They're clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks. That is all one word to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks all one word for 15% off your order. Now that we're telling you to buy other people's stuff and done with all that, we're going to tell you to buy our stuff now going into the break. Don't skip ahead because we're going to tell you where you can find the best wrestling podcast-related merchandise on the interwebs going into this first break here. And on the other end of it, we're going to tell you about all the news and notes from the fall of 1998. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble in your new main event marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash Main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah. Oh. 
You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Just to let you know, the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form to mix into your water. You can either choose the green apple or watermelon boxes. If you want to try both, you can get the sample kit. Use our link in the podcast description or simply go to shockedenergy.com. At checkout, use our promo code MAINEVENT. That's all one word to save 10% off your order. That's promo code MAINEVENT to save 10% at checkout. Also, if you're tuning into a wrestling podcast to hear about wrestling and you want it gimmick and politic free, you probably want the same out of your products. Are you ready to ditch the gimmick coffee? Coffee Brand Coffee is fresh roasted to order using only the highest quality coffee sourced direct from farms around the world. They've got bagged coffee as well as K-Cups. Not into coffee? Well, they've got great teas and cocos as well. At Coffee Brand Coffee, their head coffee roasters have mastered the art of unlocking flavors hidden inside their beans. Each batch is custom crafted and curated to accompany unique flavor profiles. Click on the link in the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our special promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. News and notes time. Three careers are ending or are in danger of ending this week. First and biggest, Jim Duggan has been what? Oh, damn. Okay. I thought you were going with a joke for Flair. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. Well, we got news on him coming up, but no. Yeah, I know. Uh, I have yeah. no doubt we do. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, but Jim Duggan has been diagnosed with cancer and will have one of his kidneys removed this week. Uh, Uncle Dave notes that several athletes have returned from losing a kidney and still excelled at their career, but given Duggan's age and the inherent risks involved with wrestling as opposed to other sports, Dave thinks that this could be a career ender. And I'm not going to crap on Dave for saying that right there because, I mean, logic, you know, would suggest, but for some reason, Jim Duggan defies logic. Well, 
Yeah, right? Good in for him. In 2022, we were up to, he beat cancer three times. Okay. Right. And last This I is the knew... man that told God to wait three times. Yeah, right. Okay. Last, last I heard, he's in remission. I so. believe he is. I follow him on Twitter, and I think he posted a picture coming out of the hospital saying he's in remission again. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, remission doesn't mean it's gone. Three but... times. Three times. Right. That sounds fake. I know. And after this, right here, he still came back and wrestled for many more years. So oh, no. uh, we'll forget the whole anti-American pro-Canada crap because that was money. Let's forget. Let's forget everything he did coming <laughs> back in WCW because uh, they used to like. Didn't uh, Russo make a bunch of cracks about him only having one kidney and whatever? Like, yeah, because you know that's that's good TV. Ass. He had cancer. Ha ha. Let's make it a punchline. Like. What? Um, like not, I'm not one. I'm not all. I'm not all pro Jim Duggan here, but I I am pro. Don't make fun of people with cancer. Right. Like my thing is like Roman Reigns had leukemia, and like other than him coming back and giving that speech, hey, I'm back and I'm recovered. Not one person has mentioned it to my knowledge since then. So, and it's never been a part of a storyline. It's just so ridiculous. There's just some Whoa. things like leave it alone. Oh, I know nothing is off limits to that doofus. Uh, in oh, other cases, <laughs> uh, in, in other cases, Ultimo Dragon suffered an infection and other complications from elbow surgery recently that was only supposed to keep him out of out for a month, but now it's looking more like six months. And doctors have told him that he might never fully recover. Well, yeah. <laughs> He had a somewhat forgettable run in WWE. There's that. He recovers and he's still great. So, yeah, right. All's well. That ends well. Yeah, and eh, he didn't strike it big in WWE, which kind of sucks. But at the same time, if you honestly look at his career, he, he's a great wrestler. He's he's cool. Amazing looking. wrestler. Oh yeah, okay. So he's an, he's an amazing wrestler. He looks cool, but to be honest, he's not. I, I don't know unless he has like a mouthpiece. He's not really WWE style, in my opinion. I mean, they could market him, but I mean, look at the look at the Lucha Party or whatever the hell is it the Lucha House Party. Yeah. Like they were all great, not, but they were dorks because they're not fit you. for WWE. They're not fit for WWE. Not saying they can't excel elsewhere. Obviously, they did you know big things in their home promotions, whatever, but. Some people just aren't cut out for WWE. It's, uh, I don't know. Not everybody can do it. And it's not a slight against them. It's just, you know, not everybody has, quote unquote, it in WWE. It. <laughs> uh, and finally, legendary Japanese wrestler, the great Kabuki, wrestled his full tide. Uh, uh, cracking open a, a green mist. <laughs> uh, La Colombie coffee. Nice. Trap latte. And finally, legendary Japanese wrestler The Great Kabuki wrestled his retirement match this week in a tag match with Terry Funk and Doug Gilbert in IWA. Kabuki is... Ex- <laughs> Just funny that someone's wrestling their final match with Terry Funk, who's had 47 final matches. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. My thing is... Well, I guess Kabuki is still expected to work behind the scenes with IWA, which I, he probably did. But Terry Funk... All right, whatever, in 1998... I get it, but 
Like Doug effing Gilbert, like he was in your final match. Like, ah, that sucks. Any relation to Eddie Gilbert? <laughs> if it, well, if it was Eddie Gilbert, I wouldn't be too bad. But you get Doug. No, that's like, hot uh, stuff. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Freaking, if if nobody remembers us previously talking about Doug Gilbert, uh, we've mentioned him before. He's the guy who on live TV told Jerry, Jerry Lawler in the sense of a uh, uh, wrestling promo that he likes to touch little girls or whatever. And, and the thing was, that was not <laughs> planned. He just went off the cuff with that and got fired for it because why wouldn't you get fired for that? Lawler I wondered why he got fired. Yeah. And this was after Lawler vouched for him and got him on the, uh, got him in one of the Royal Rumbles. I can't remember which one it was, 96 or something like that. So, yeah, it's like, Ah, uh, that's that's a way to repay the guy. <laughs> Call him a pedo on uh, national TV. Nice. Or regional TV, whatever. <sighs> We're going international right off the bat, though, here. Because Antonio Inoki is forming his own fake promotion called UFO, which is still basically a New Japan Pro Wrestling project. The idea is to build up UFO as a shoot-fight promotion built around Noya Ogawa and eventually lead to a promotion-versus-promotion battle with New Japan. Anoki held a press conference this week to announce the debut show for UFO, and uh, interestingly enough, they went so far as to get UFO its own TV deal. Furthermore, it's even on a competing TV network from the the one New Japan Pro Wrestling airs on. God. Uh, All networks competing... Yeah, uh, the rules are basically similar to UFC and Vale Tudo. Uh, many, or although many, if not all of the matches will be worked. God, the idea with so getting what's them... what's the point? No effing clue. The idea with getting them their own TV show and network is to build credibility for the eventual New Japan Pro Wrestling feud. Well, uh, I don't even know what the hell this is, so I'm going to say it never happens. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago um, where he held an actual show and supposedly it was like legit like uh, fights and it was like the worst piece of crap of all time. He was he was saying that uh, Mike Tyson might show up and uh, uh, somebody else I don't remember off the top of my head. Neither one of them showed up. The show was embarrassing. The main event was a turd and Uncle Dave said it was the most embarrassing thing he's ever seen. Well, hold that thought, because Heroes of Wrestling is happening next year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, this uh, UFO just, it uh, it tanked, and it was further proof that Antonio it, Inoki had no business booking. It was called UFO. What the yeah. hell did you expect? I'm going to assume it stood for, like, Ultimate Fighting Organization or something. I, I don't know. I'm just guessing off the top of my head. But from Japan to Mexico, both EMLL and AAA are—both <laughs> uh, EMLL and AAA are kicking themselves because they both booked big shows on September 18th. The problem is the Julio Cesar Chavez versus—did I say that right? Julio Cesar Chavez. You did. I believe. Okay. All right. I, yeah, I think so. Versus Oscar De La Hoya boxing match is happening that night, and Chavez is basically a national hero in Mexico. Oh, yeah, because De La Hoya's chopped chop liver down in Mexico. <laughs> uh, uh, so those... Uh, I mean, so those, but... Sucks, but... <laughs> yeah. 
so those two wrestling shows happening at the same time as the boxing match aren't likely to draw very well since basically everyone in Mexico will be staying home to watch the big fight. De La Hoya won, by the way. Okay, I remember that. Actually, was a good fight. Yeah. Uh, like my dad people, watched it. I watched it with him. If people don't know, Mexicans love them some boxing, okay? See what I just said. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, one of the biggest names in boxing is, well, I think, is, is he one of or the biggest name in boxing? Canelo? Mexican. Yeah, Canelo. Well, I would say he's the biggest, um, you know, I, I think. But uh, yeah, because Tyson some Fury's retired. Some might argue Tyson Fury, but... Yeah, well, now that he's retired and Floyd Mayweather's retired... Oh, he's not. Retired, he came out of retirement. He's coming back. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Okay, then. He actually came out of retirement at Clash of the Castle, the post-show. Wow. Who's he Who's he going to fight? No word yet. Of course, the, the thought is Anthony Joshua, but he's that fight's kind of lost its luster. But I don't know. We'll Man, so somebody must have flashed enough cash in front of his face. He's like, "All right, one more." No, he said he's got a. He said he's got a couple more in him. So, oh well, then they f- they flashed a rider truck full of cash in front of his face. <laughs> <laughs> now, whatever his money has the queen on it. Okay, so again, it doesn't count. That's funny money. True. I guess it all it all spends the same. I guess, but <laughs> early by all cash, whatever. Well, it's about to have the king on it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> early, That's right. Early, right. Yeah. It's weird how their money changes depending on who the mo- current monarch is. Can you imagine our money every four years we get new bills? <laughs> that would suck. It's like, yeah. oh, I, like, hey, I still got a Bush senior. Uh, but early buy rate info for WWF SummerSlam is somewhere over 500,000 buys, which would be yeah. a huge success. Makes sense. That was a great summer sun. Yeah. Uh, now in the archives. Uh, yeah, Wait, right? the, yeah. That was the one in MSG? Yeah. Okay, so yes. Now in the archives. Yeah. Yep. Uh, where the, it was, was it Highway to Hell? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, now in the archives. Uh, no, I think we did that one maybe our first year. Either way, uh, one of the August shows. Go check it out. But that's about the same as WCW did with the Rodman Malone pay-per-view and way ahead of the Road Wild pay-per-view with Jay Leno. You don't say. I'm shocked. Yeah, wait a minute. It sold more than them going to Sturgis and putting Leno in the main event? No. (laughs) I call BS blasphemy and every other thing. That just doesn't (laughs) add up. But also, after Uh, that sucked. Uh, again, you don't say. <laughs> but after SummerSlam, they also did a thing where the WWF merchandise was being sold on the Home Shopping Network. They ended up doing around $250,000 in merch sales in about an hour, with almost 10,000 callers calling in. That was just the Austin 316 and DX shirts, I believe. Yeah, and apparently the New Age Outlaws showed up on uh, to, and like were... Uh, they had different ones coming in and out, whatever. And the outlaws came in just hammered drunk. <laughs> oh, man. Again, I am shocked. I know. Scissor me, daddy ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But they did in an hour. They did a quarter of a million dollars in merch sales. That's nuts. I can't hear it was probably the hottest year in wrestling history. Oh, yeah. Well, the WWF has produced, speaking of merchandise, they've produced a limited quantity of Austin Rules Goldberg Sucks shirts 
that will be sold for sale or that will be for sale at some mall stores. I think this was before Hot Topic was a thing, so that wasn't it. Maybe Spencer's? I don't know. I think Hot Topic was definitely a thing. I feel like I went into the Hot Topic when I was like 14 years old. So, oh, okay. but I don't think it was doing stuff like this, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember them always selling wrestling shirts. That was kind of in the last, uh, I don't know, 15 years, maybe. They, maybe. Are now up to, they are now up to MLW, I believe. Yeah, oh, wait, do they really? Yeah, there's no more uh, WWE or uh, AEW ones there at all. It's all MLW now. I Wow, I have not seen any wrestling shirts in any of my Hot Topics recently. It's just all back to music and anime. Huh. Well... Speaking of, uh, you know, how hot everything is right now, Stone Cold Steve Austin gave Regis Philbin a stunner on the Regis and Kathy Lee show last week. I remember this. Rest in peace, Regis. You're my boy, Reg. Anyway, speaking of Austin, there was a spot early in his SummerSlam match with The Undertaker where they seemed to smack heads against each other. Austin suffered a dislocated jaw and bit off a chunk of his tongue when it happened. Ugh. I think he said he was legitimately knocked out, too. Yeah, that was the one where he said, he, he's like, where am I? And Earl Hebner leaned in. He's like, you in the garden, kid. <laughs> the uh, garden. Yeah. Uh, well, Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle has signed a multi-year WWF contract. I wonder whatever happened to that kid. That's not going to work out. Yeah. Really. He won't do a damn thing. Never drew a dime. I don't, I don't <laughs> have the soundbite ready, so I'll just say it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> came in, he talked about his broken neck a million times, never drew a dime. I broke my neck once at the Olympics. This one time at band camp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I swear, I was watching that promo with Ken Anderson and like, I said it before he did. I was like, this one time at band camp and then he effing said it. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm marked. Uh, Farouk missed some shows recently because his brother was murdered. Aft up. I never heard of that before. I didn't either. Yeah. Even the guy who was like uh, copying down like the observers, he uh, he put in parentheses. He was like, good Lord, I never heard of this story before. I'm like, yeah, that sucks, man. That explains why he was randomly off TV. Because I remember he was teamed with two people, Scorpio randomly, and then he was just gone. Huh. And then he'll come back and be with Bradshaw. And, you know, just, that never really goes anywhere. Yeah, yeah, he's he's gone for quite a while now. I think about it, I remember that? Like he's just gone. Yeah, man, that, <laughs> that that's sucks. awful. Yeah. Well, something else that sucked for somebody else here. Road Warrior Animal had uh, arthroscopic knee surgery, and it'll be out for a few weeks. On TV, they claim that Hawk is in rehab to play into his current angle, and when Animal is ready to return, they may put the two of them back together in some sort of conquered his demons, triumphant return type of angle. That, or he'll try to commit suicide by jumping off the Titan Tron, but, you know, whatever. I think that already happened, actually. <laughs> the, the Titan Tron thing? Yeah, I think it already happened. Oh, uh, okay. Also, well, anyway, people always say that. He did not jump. You go back and yeah. watch it. Dross pushed him. Right. Well, he, yeah, because he just kind of, like, climbed up there. I was like, hey, look at me. <laughs> I would have laughed if he climbed up, and he was like, I am a golden god! <laughs> Uh, kudos anybody gets uh, that reference. Uh, anyway, uh, Hawk is in really poor shape, not just because of his real-life drug troubles. He's got a lot of health issues with his liver and uh, due to hepatitis C. Yeah. Jeez. You remember them talking about that on Dark Side of the Ring, that he had hep C? 
I do because I was like shocked. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, and he was freaking still wrestling. I would have been like, I ain't getting in the ring with him. Like, what the hell, man? Didn't the Undertaker almost kill Cowboy Bob Orton for that crap? Yeah, right. Like he like uh, legitimately almost killed him, or he strangled the hell out of him, or something like that. I will say, I did not know this when I was younger, but you can, and I guess he did, beat Hep C. There's stuff you can take. It it's a long process, but you can get over it, like, and get it out of your system most of the time. So it's it's not a death sentence by any means. But this one I didn't know anything about because I didn't watch the show, but Sable will play a woman in an all-women's prison on an upcoming episode of Pacific Blue. Do you remember this show? That was kinky. Uh, I guess I do remember. That was that show with the cops on bikes, right? Mario Lopez was in it? I guess, maybe? I don't know. Because somebody said this was about as close to softcore porn as you could possibly get on cable television. (laughs) So, I don't know. It was about cops on bikes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's specifically talking about this episode of the All Women's Prison. Uh, I didn't watch I the know. show. I didn't know of it, but I don't know that yeah. it was anywhere close to sophomore porn, but unless they're just using hyperbole, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I really... I, I know I used to see advertisements for it, um, you know, during Raw and stuff. I just... I don't know anything about it. Uh, I was a kid at the time. I only know about it because they were talking about rebooting it like, like last year. Uh, but okay, here to your point, it's a it was a crime drama series about a team of police officers with the Santa Monica Police Department who patrolled its beaches on bicycles. Yeah. Okay, so bikes. Yeah. Not sure. Oh, I probably should have clarified. Yes, bicycles. Well, I, I don't um know how they that they must have just been saying that because it's say, well, there's no software they, porn involved in it. They said it was often described as Baywatch on bikes. <laughs> uh, well. There you go. Uh, I don't see Mario Lopez on the show at all, but uh, I thought that was the one he was on. He was sworn he was on there. I don't see him in the. Or they were the going Catholics. to have him in the reboots. That might have been what I saw. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that makes more sense. Okay. Oh no, you're right. Okay, he's at the very bottom. Sorry. Yeah, he was in this. Okay. Either. I way. don't know. Again, I didn't watch the show. I don't freaking know. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the WWF in show business, Jerry Lawler and Lance Russell will play themselves in the Jim Carrey movie Man on the Moon, based on the life of Andy Kaufman. Jimmy Hart was supposed to be in it, but since Lawler is in it, WCW threw a fit and won't allow Hart to do the movie. Good lord. Uh, for the record, Russell was not in the movie. He was replaced by Jim Ross. Seeing Jim Ross trying to play Je- uh, Lance Russell was kind of weird. It's like, mm, you guys, like, it's not even close. And and yeah, Lance Russell like commentated for Memphis for years, whatever. And he was a he was from Tennessee, but he did not have like a southern drawl at all. So whatever. Either way, uh, for those interested, the primary writing team for Raw is Vince McMahon, Vince Russo, and Ed Ferrara. There's also a much larger circle of about a dozen people who regularly submit ideas that are often used as well. But those are the primary three. And of course, nothing makes it to TV without final approval from McMahon. Well, shocker of the week there. You will see why uh, when Vince Russo goes to WCW. <laughs> yeah, right. You need that filter in there, trust me. <laughs> but there's still no word on Shawn Michaels returning to the ring. He lost quite a bit of weight, and the idea is maybe later this year or early next year. They've tossed some storyline ideas around regarding him and DX, but nothing is set in stone. 
Yeah, give it another four years. Uh, by the way, we cover his return to the ring uh, just a few weeks ago, actually, when we talked about WWE at SummerSlam 2002, now in the archives. Go check it out. Man with not one, but two primes. Yeah. No joke. Freaking nuts. Uh, Vince McMahon did an AOL chat recently. God, it's so nice. Oh, man, and we are dating the podcast here. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, and hints the know, AOL was a popular internet back in the day. Yeah, right. They used to send you disks because, you know, you you didn't just come with Internet. All right. You had to, like, get a browser and a service and whatever. So you put a this this disk in your computer and, and you pay for it after your trial runs out. But anyway. You got to use a disk? That's like a baby's toy. Yeah, right. But anyway, he uh, over gets that <laughs> a couple movie references on this one. <laughs> But he uh, hinted that the WWF would be returning to network TV soon. In reality, there's nothing much to that yet. Although, given the strong cable ratings, they'll probably do something again on network TV eventually. Fox exactly is exper- one year. Yeah, right, with uh, UPN. Uh, Fox has expressed interest in getting into the wrestling business and is actually looking at starting its own promotion. They'll have to wait <laughs> about another 21 years for the WWF <laughs> to make that materialize. It may work out, I think. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Look, you're going to have to wait another two decades, but it'll happen. Uh, Which only it's a show that they're shopping around, I assume. Yeah, right. Uh, almost 21 years exactly from this show, by the way. Because <laughs> uh, they their first show was October of uh, 2019 on, on Fox. So there you go. But, all right. We got to hit it, man. We haven't done it in a couple weeks. So, uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> all right. This week in ECW. If we ha- I may, may have, have another, another volley. <laughs> uh, Bill Alfonso has a broken forearm and has to get pins put in it. Axel Rotten was hospitalized with liver inflammation and had gallbladder surgery. Yikes. Oh, oh. Uh, he'll be out for about a month or so. Shane Douglas's sinus ex- sinuses exploded again and he'll be hospitalized. Gosh, he was a walking injury, man. Uh, Paul Heyman scratched his. This is the. I mean, it's not. This, the injury is not funny, but this is like, holy cow. Uh, Paul Heyman scratched his cornea in his sleep when he accidentally rubbed his eye somehow and had to have some sort of laser surgery on it. Okay. Why do you admit that? What? You know, I was playing with my kid and, and he threw a Lego or something. Why the hell would you play? Yeah, I know. I'll scratch my eye while I was sleeping. Just shut up. I mean. Oh, my God. Eh, no shame in it. <laughs> There's a little uh, shame in that, dude. I can't I will, scratch my eye without getting hurt. I, I will say <laughs> this. I, I scratched my eye. Uh, I've scratched my eye in my sleep pretty bad in the past, but never to the point of where I had to have, like, surgery on it. You know, I just, like, put some eye drops on it and whatever. Um, this is borderline as bad as when Hogan hurt his leg getting out of bed when he's in the face or at SummerSlam. <laughs> you couldn't have used something else. You're walking down the stairs and you twist your knee or something. <laughs> oh man! I like well, this, like Mr. Paul Heyman, the liar. The one time he decides to tell the truth, it's the most pathetic thing he could have used. I love that. Or oh. this could be the lie, and it could have been something super embarrassing. Well, then he then he went the wrong way on it, and he picked the stupid one. <laughs> Either way, he went with the most innocent thing he could think of. <laughs> I remember that. I, I I can attest to that. That crap does happen. It it freaking sucks. You wake up and you're like, why does my eye hurt? What happened? 
But either way, uh, he's currently wearing an eye patch for a few days. Also, Bam Bam Bigelow, suffering from dizzy spells due to concussions, collapsed while getting out of his car and broke his wrist. Good, Good. lord! I know. That sucks. Uh, on top of all that, Mike Awesome broke his ankle in Japan, but he's still expected to work next month's ECW pay-per-view, if possible. You know why? Such an... Because he's such an effing man. Damn right. Yeah, the gladiator, man. God. His name uh, was literally awesome, dude. So there you go. Need I, I say want, more? I want new tights where it says awesome down this leg and awesome down this leg. <laughs> yeah, I want Look new tights. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I want these new tights where down this leg it says chump stain and down this leg it says freakzilla. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. For people that don't know, Edge and Christian were, like, listening in on him talking to the seamstress, and then they cut that promo. (laughs) I I never forget that till the day I die. (laughs) But uh, last ECW thing I got here. The idea of doing one of Atsushi Onita's exploding ring matches in ECW this year has been postponed until the spring. And if 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 it even ends up happening at all, it does not... Oh, darn. Yeah, just, you know what? Blow the crap up. All right. Maybe it would have been best if they blew up the damn ECW arena. Not hurt anybody. Just, you know, like. Oh, well, yeah, don't hurt anybody. They're already hurt anyway. Why you blow more crap on them? Lord. That's like you just catch the roof on fire and everybody has enough time to pile out right before it all collapses. You've been doing the city a favor. Wow. <laughs> wow. Am I wrong? Um, let's move on. Uh, anyway, uh, now to WCW, where unless things change, Ric Flair is still scheduled to return next week on Nitro in Greensville. Or Greenville, excuse me. Uh, neither Flair nor WCW have dropped their lawsuits against each other, however. Flair is still trying to get a judge to rule his contract voided so that he can at least negotiate with the WWF, although the odds of him going there aren't as good as one would think after both The Undertaker and Triple H made comments about him being too old, which reportedly upset Flair. I don't remember that. It'll get over it. Yeah. Ironic that The Undertaker calls someone old, huh? (laughs) Uh, He should really think about hanging it up. It's like, really? Uh, Eric Bischoff was... Granted, though, even in his old age, The Undertaker is better than an old Flair. In my opinion. Well, I was going to say, both of... Both of them did have moments where they collapsed in the ring and couldn't get the F up. So true. that. But I mean, like, I think Undertaker, old Undertaker had more better matches than old Flair. That's what I'm saying. That's true. Yeah. So. Uh, Eric Bischoff. I'm not a, saying much, but. Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> Eric Bischoff was on a radio show this week and said that Flair never formally requested time off in writing as his contract had stated. So he put WCW in a bind. Flair disputes this, however, and claims that he asked for the time off months before and that it had never or that it had been approved. It is worth noting that Bischoff sticks to the story to this day. So I, I don't know which one's telling the truth. I don't know. I'm not going to cast this. I don't know. I don't want I, I'm not there. I wasn't there, but Bischoff well, maintains op- it to this day. <laughs> well, there's option C, but somebody pointed out they're like, this company was such a disorganized mess. He, he, he very well could have requested it in writing months in advance, and Bischoff was never told. And it just got lost in the shuffle or something, which I could totally buy. 
Either way, Nitro is basically being written these days by Eric Bischoff, former child actor Jason Hervey, Hulk Hogan, and Kevin Nash. It's all still so I disorganized. I can't understand why it went under and why it sucked in 1999 after all this. Are you questioning the good goddamn name of Jason Wonder Years Hervey? <laughs> he might have been the only one with a level head. <laughs> like, think about it. He's the only three he just named off. Wouldn't yeah. he be the only one with that gain? So, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's all still so disorganized that things are frequently changing backstage as the show is going on live. As an example, uh, talking about the Kevin Nash and or, or excuse me, um, yeah, talking about how Kevin Nash and Sting were supposed to team up in the main event, but midway through the show, they changed it to Luger and Sting and simply had Nash interfere. <laughs> the people give Mr. Man crap. <laughs> I don't think he changes things on the fly that much. Like, good lord. Like, I've heard of things changing, like, right before the show, but it's like, in mid-show, you're like, F it, we'll change. Like, why? Oh, God. Uh, Arn Anderson has physically improved to the point where he badly wants to wrestle again. That being said, Anderson is still getting, by far, some of the biggest reactions on the shows lately, simply by cutting promos. Well, yeah, because they're probably expecting that, you know, he's going to say something about the horsemen getting back together, and here comes Ric Flair, and we're about a week or two away from that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he, not that, you know, obviously Anderson cuts great promos, but yeah. Ah, this one. Uh, oh, that's I, a great lead in usually. <laughs> well, I think you know about this one, or at least part of it. Conan, Disco Inferno, and Juventud Guerrera were all banged <laughs> up last week. I know, what a hell of a trio. <laughs> they were you know all banged up. Good. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I, this is not against them, actually. This is like, I feel bad for them. Oh. They were all banged up last week when they uh, unknowingly took bumps on the part of the ring where there was a trap door set up for the warrior to disappear and reappear in the ring during the show. Man. Conan we, may, we may have a story about that in the middle of the pay-per-view. Hold on. Yeah, yeah right. On. Conan is scheduled for an MRI this week, but everyone else is still working. This is interesting since a week after this, the British Bulldog suffers a near-career-ending back injury because he bumped on that same trap door, and it reportedly led to him or led him into a pain pill addiction. There, well, there it is. You stepped on it. But <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, man, you think they would fix that? I know. After three guys are like, "Hey, uh, I hurt myself bumping on that damn door that nobody told me about," then they don't do Even anything about it. Tell them. Yeah, like it's it's kind of hard. It, like I've never worked a full match, so I don't know. But I, you know, I've I've known wrestlers, and it's like, it, especially a big ass trap door. It's kind of hard, especially in the middle of a match, to remember. Oh crap! Where the hell is that damn door? You know, you don't bump on it. I just I think it's stupid. Period. I don't care if you know where it's at. Right. It's dumb. Well, this story here kind of explains something for the pay per view. Scott Steiner has five compressed discs in his back, and it's unknown if he'll ever be able to make a full recovery. Expect his fall brawl match with Rick Steiner to be kept short. Yeah, about that. Oh, okay, I did not know that. That explains a lot. Yes. Yeah, now I'm suddenly like, it's like, okay, well, that explains, because I watched the I, pay-per-view before gathering I might the news. Have, I might have changed my stuff here now. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, holy, like, well, that explains, uh, uh, you know, why it went down the way it did. There's been talks of bringing Stevie Richards back to WCW, and Terry Taylor was the one pushing for it. 
Good lord. Random? I know, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, almost, I almost missed it, but I didn't. Yeah, there you, yeah there, you, there you go. Yeah, there you go. But now that he's been basically pushed off of the booking position by, uh, or pushed out of the booking position by Hogan, Nash, and Bischoff, there's likely, or there's not likely uh, that this is going to happen anymore. Same thing goes for Meng. Who, it doesn't. The same thing goes for Meng, who was beginning to get a big push a couple of months ago because Taylor and Kevin Sullivan liked him. But now... Uh, with them mostly out of the picture, his push is probably done. Wow, that explains a lot, too. Because I feel like I remember talking to you like a while back when I was binge-watching 1998 when I told you they were shoving Ming to the moon and oh, no yeah. payoff came. They had there him, you go. They had him uh, headline against Goldberg, too, and like as the champion. Damn. That was a big thing. Yeah, and the Nash and Hogan are like, doesn't work for me, brother. Which is weird, because I feel like Ming's one of his closest friends. I know. Figured he would have, like, Hogan would have been all, all about Mang, but eh, whatever. Maybe Nash didn't like him. Uh, this one, man, this one takes me back. Just to show how big wrestling is at the moment, the St. Louis Cardinals, which is the hottest thing going in sports right now due to Mark yeah, McGuire chasing, <laughs> chasing the single-season home run record, uh, played the Atlanta Braves. One of your PBS. friends might really like this story, by the way. I'm... <laughs> Yeah, uh, which, yeah, by the way, if any Reds fans that are listening, they're hating this story, too. But anyway, that's what I meant. But yes, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the the uh, the game drew the Braves highest rating of the season, a uh, 2.6, which is about half of what Nitro and Raw do on any given Monday. McGuire hit his 55th home run during that game. Oh, man. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good rating, but damn, that's only half. I remember watching. Uh, I, I tune into his games just because my my dad was following his his uh, you know what he was up I mean, to and all that. I was I'm a huge like a diehard Oakland A's fan. And obviously, he started with the Oakland A's, so I watched still. But yeah, yeah, he, he was on your team before he started juicing. <laughs> no, no. To be fair, he started juicing on our team. Oh well, then all right. Yeah, get it right. <laughs> Excuse the f out of me. <laughs> uh, Who admits this? You ask. I do. <laughs> uh, we we spoke about him earlier, but Jason Hervey's mom runs a production company and is working on developing is a he, movie. Does he share what? a account with her? Does he share a bank account with her? Okay, I couldn't resist. <laughs> Sorry, <let's> go. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, well, it was just, uh, we found out in Discovery that, uh, anyway. But uh, she's working on developing a movie for Sting to star in. This one pissed me off. Uncle Dave said he wonders why wrestlers who can't even act within the context of pro wrestling are getting acting gigs while the actual good actors in wrestling never seem to. Oh, okay. First of all, go to hell. Second of all, who's, who's the good actor in wrestling he's talking about? I know. I'm like, I'm intrigued. I, I want to know. In 1988, who are we talking about? I know. I mean, Kevin Nash eventually oh, did go on to have an acting career. So. Hulk Hogan's the only one I can think of at this moment. And Yeah. Uh, he didn't have a successful one. Steve Austin went on to have an acting career. The Rock, uh, Kevin Nash. I mean, Rock didn't go on to have an acting career. The Rock went on to have an empire, but uh, well, yeah. Uh, I think if but, you say he has a career, you're underselling him, dude. Honestly, but. yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, John Cena has a career right now. Yeah. And if you don't watch Peacemaker, what the hell's wrong with you? But yeah. Oh yeah, that's good ass show. But I don't understand, like. I, how is Sting like? Okay, so he can't cut the best promos, but it's like, how is he a bad actor? 
Here's my question. How do we know? Yeah, what has he time? done to be, oh, he sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> the F ever. Any questions there, dude? <laughs> uh, Chris Benoit is still out injured, but was told to fly into Nitro anyway because he they still wanted him to appear. So he packed his bags and flew out there, only to find out that they decided at the last minute not to put him on the show after all. As you can expect, he's pretty pissed. Uh, he'll be on the yeah. show at the Horseman reunion, but that's pretty stupid. I know. Yeah, I'd be pissed. It's like, so I had to leave my family to come out here for this? Cool. Uh, last couple stories I hear. I feel like I heard uh, Big Show or Jericho saying that during one of the old documentaries. They bring 40 people to TV and rush someone to there only to be told, uh, never mind. I know. It's like, what a waste of money. Like, no wonder they were hemorrhaging money in, by the time they hit like the end of 99. Good lord. I would, like, I would love to know who they replaced Benoit with. And I, I know people don't want to trigger anybody, but we're talking yeah. about like the wrestler in 1898 who was amazing. Who did you replace that man with? Because unless it was Bret Hart, it was not worth it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, my question, well, my thing here is like when Bischoff first came in, he was Mr. Frugal and, oh, we're not going to fly you out unless we absolutely have to. And, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to budget and whatever else to make money. And now he's just like, I'll fly like 100 people out. Eh, we're not going to use you. Yeah, whatever. It's not my dime. Yeah. Like, like why? The last couple stories I have here, Bret Hart related, speaking of him. Uh, the movie that was being filmed about Bret Hart last year is called Wrestling with Shadows and will be released on video soon and air on TV as well. Pretty good. Documentary. I've never seen it, so. Oh yeah, me and my dad actually watched it when it was uh, when it was on uh, TV. It was it was really good. You and I talked about it. it's kind of you know it's pretty dirty pool that he wore a wire in for a meeting with Vince, yeah, but right. whatever. Worse that they aired it too, but now we know why they aired it. But still, well, I was gonna say if I was the, I mean, it was dirty pool, but at the same time, if I was one of the documentary guys, that's freaking gold, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm sure it made yeah, their in careers. California, man, you're looking at a couple of years for that. We have really crazy ass laws about stuff like that but, i don't know uh, yeah they were up in canada so i don't know that's the, what i mean the yes they probably had a lot more easier but you pull crap like that here oh man i know in te- uh <laughs> ohio and texas only have uh single state consent laws which means only one person on the line has to know that they're being recorded and you can be kinda, that person which kind of negates the whole thing doesn't it? <laughs> yeah right well that's how, i know uh, the fact that i'm recording this okay it's okay then right basically what they're saying is no one can record your call that's all they're saying like no third party right right yeah so Uh, because that makes sense spying on you they just uh, i get the definition but oh one person that's on the call has to know i knew (sighs) i know this this one guy would uh he he would do these segments on his show sometimes where he would call up different ones do like investigative whatever and kind of he would pry into like different things and at the end of the call he's like Hey, uh, I just got a quick question for you before we go. Uh, are you aware that Texas is a single party consent state? And they're like, say what? And he's like, all right, go, have a good night. Uh, have a good day. Bye. <laughs> Sounds like a prank call. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, last story I got here. Uh, Brad Hart will also appear in an upcoming episode of the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV show. Owen would also appear alongside his brother. I didn't even know they had a show for that. Yeah, it was on Disney. I used to watch that back in the day. Uh I was a little upset because obviously it's not the ones from the movie. Like they get a guy who vaguely looks like Rick Moranis to be in it, but it was interesting. It's funny enough. It didn't really follow the, uh, the movies. It was just like, 
different sciencey things and whatever. But it was it was fun for what it was. But anyway, that does it for that. We're going to get into the event at hand now. And boy, what an event it was on the other end of this break. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought this is an invasion angle? Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, vote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. The main event 
Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. It's WCW NWO Fall Brawl 1998 War Games. The tagline, or I'm sorry, the the date was September 13th, 1998. The tagline, no retreat, no surrender, one rule, take no prisoners. Okay, I will say that wasn't a bad tagline for this show. The show itself. A little too long. Yeah, right. They always did. I'm like, why did you have like half a book for your freaking tagline, bro? (laughs) That's like four pay-per-views and one tagline right there. (laughs) Yeah, right. But the venue is the, speaking of long-ass names, the venue is the Lawrence Joel Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Whew, I think I got it all in. I'm getting windy just thinking about it. (laughs) Uh, The attendance was a sellout of 11,528. So, you know, regardless of quality. this out. It was War Games. Come on. (sighs) It was also a really weird war games too, which we'll get into. But yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, and Flair was not on the show, which surprising, but it has to be a first time ever. Yeah, and they still sold out. So nuts. But the buy rate was two hundred forty thousand, so pretty damn good. We get an opening video for the event where it makes it seem like we're being introduced to a TNT drama. <laughs> Like they show like all the wrestlers and they put their names up on the screen. I'm like, looks like the opening credits to like a, a show or something. But we then get our usual 10 minutes of commentary freaking talking that I fast forwarded. Okay, through. so that's in my notes too. Why do they always do this? It was the most boring, anticlimactic way to open a show ever. Useless as hell. I need to point that out. Yeah. And that- you're wasting time. You can have another match going on right now. And then you look at the the time on some of these matches, and you're like, well, I wonder where they could have chopped some time off from. <laughs> right. Well, and I know you were saying that, you know, UFC starts off like this, whatever, but, man, sucks. They do, but it's also organized sport, and these guys have to be ready to go, and they're still warming up and stuff. Right. <sighs> this one, it's like, get the F out there. Have a match. We're then showing a flash of sure, a video we'll say back- card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're then showing, like, a quick flash of a video backstage where Ernest Miller attacks someone for thinking he wasn't great. Cool. Uh, Is this was clever? Yeah. We now go oh, to. Wait, I just realized too. We go from a long ass introduction of the pay per view to a backstage thing. Still no match yet, by the way. <laughs> right. And they they're like, hold on, we got to cut away from our uh, useless talking to show this, and it's like a five, literally a five second video. And then they're like, all right, we're back from we're talking. <laughs> but you think Russo was already there? Right. But now we go to Mean Gene Oakland on the stage where he gets interrupted by Chris Jericho. Jericho says that Goldberg has been ducking him and crying about Jericho's challenges. So tonight, it will be champion versus champion <laughs> with Goldberg versus Jericho. I'm just going to say this right now. This is some of the most entertaining stuff on this whole show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and apparently Goldberg effing hated it, which is like, ah, Lord, take a joke. If anything, this made Goldberg look better. It was like, yeah, he's. Oh, I see your point, but I I disagree because it made him look more like a punk. But again, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, it, it in one way I can see it kind of made him look like a punk because yeah, he's he's like not answering the challenge, but at the same time he's like, you're beneath me. Why the hell do I have to answer your freaking challenge? You're the TV champ. 
So I I don't know. And then he could have came out and destroyed him in the context of a match, but you know we didn't we didn't get that. Crap. Jericho said he he you know take the spear and the jackhammer and let him destroy him. He's like I don't care. Just you know get in the ring with me. But nope. And this is like I gotta I gotta say this is when Chris Jericho is worth a damn and meant something. Oh yeah. Sorry, this... people are gonna get offended by that. I don't care. But it's atrocious now. But man, this guy was amazing. This had to be some of the stuff that WWF was looking at where they were like, we need that guy. He's just entertain entertainment just oozing out of him. Less than a year away from it, too. So, yep. Uh, But now we get this first match. You wanted a match, Greg. So here we go. I did. uh, And we're not going to get one either. So what's your point? (laughs) Uh, It's Disco Inferno and Alex Wright taking on the British Bulldog and Jim the Anvil Neidhart. In about 11 minutes. Uh, this one was pretty effing sloppy. After the bulldog caused Disco to accidentally hit right off the top rope, uh, he struggles to get Disco up for a power slam. This takes forever. He finally hits it, and he pins him for the win. Uncle Dave gave it a whole quarter of a star. I gave it two, I gave it two for effort. What say you? I gave it one. This sucked. This is the one where Bulldog gets hurt, though, I believe. So, yeah. yeah, I I don't know if that takes away from, or reason why the match sucked. I don't because I watched it and I knew it happened. I kept watching. My, I don't see where it happens. I think it actually. Ha- I th- I thought it happened, at least according to that news story, happened like the next night. So maybe see, I've always heard it happened at Ball Brawl. It might have. So I may if that's the reason, then that would totally give him an excuse for, you know, see, that's what I meant when you're talking in the news. I was like, oh, that explains why this match sucked. I forgot about that. Yeah, well, I remembered as I was watching. I forgot about it when I rated it. I forgot about it until you said it in the news. Just came back to me. My mind's going, dude. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this um, this also kind of makes me step back and it's like i always talk about disco wasn't all that bad and whatever this match did not prove that but you also said that disco was hurt too was it after this oh yeah okay yeah he took a bump on the on oh the thing who knows on this match might have just been cursed because of the whole door right not that it was going to be great otherwise oh no definitely yeah. not i'm just saying you know yeah we know uh, better than this oh for sure we now go backstage with me, Gene Okerlund, trying to get a word with Scott Steiner, who comes out of his locker room with Buff Bagwell. Uh, they're probably, <laughs> they were probably oiling each other's packs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Buff, you look so vascular. So do you, Scott. I got the oil. Oh. Anyway, I don't know why they're both Sean Laurinaitis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Scott. I don't know what's worse. The fact <laughs> Almost was the fact that you do that, or that you do it so well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is bad. But anyway, hey, Hunter, want to hire, hire me? You got better pecs than Vince. Don't tell him I said that, though. Hey, I've got an idea, Hunter. How about you and Scott have a pose off? Yeah, that that'd be real great. You can show off your vascularity. I'll even oil you up beforehand. Good. <laughs> God. Uh, but Scott shows off an ice pack on his back. He's got a little Band-Aid on his arm. Uh, all I can think of is Paul Blart, where he's like, takes a Hello Kitty Band-Aid. And he's <laughs> like, and he puts it on, he's like, ah, it's not so bad. 
Oh, man. He says that he's injured and he can't wrestle against his brother Rick tonight. Uh, little did we know he really was injured. Uh, Buff so this has off. been a running thing, by the way, for a couple of pay-per-views when he just refused to fight him, face him and all that. J.J. Dillon eventually had a strong hold him on an episode of Nitro. Yeah, uh, right. Well, keep Buff in mind, is- this has been building since February, I believe now in the archives, since Super Brawl, which I was at. We turned on him. So this feud has been brewing since then. They've yet to have a, a blow-off match. Oh, yeah. So, well, crazy. here's this was supposed to be it. but That is in the archives. Yeah. Okay. But Buff reads a doctor's note saying that Scott can't compete tonight. But J.J. Dillon walks up, reads a letter, says that it's bogus, and Scott must compete or he's barred from WCW. Dillon then rips up the paper and walks away as Steiner and Bagwell scramble for it. Now, (laughs) this. Chris Jericho's theme hits, and he rips off Goldberg's whole entrance, you know, coming out of the locker room, whatever. But his security is Ralphus and a mullet-having redneck named the... Jericho-holic ninja. <laughs> what the hell, man? Jericho-holic. Um, oh, good lord. <laughs> uh, but Jericho wanders through the arena while his music plays, not being able to find his way to the ring. <laughs> this was hilarious. I lost it laughing at that dude. I swear. I was like, oh my god, this is so stupid. It's great. He walks into a couple locker rooms. He walks out in the parking lot. And finally, he finds his way to the ring. <laughs> it's just so dumb. I loved it. But finally comes out on the stage where Pyro's barely sparkling, so he kicks it. <laughs> uh, and then Goldberg's theme and Pyro hit finally, and the crowd goes ape crap. The babies hit the roof. Then a dude comes out that looks like Goldberg's brawling buddy. <laughs> Goldberg's not a thing yet. Wait, is he? Wait, he might be a thing, actually. Yeah, I, I think he's a thing, yeah. Okay. But if, if people don't know what the brawling buddies are, go go... Look up a gold, the Goldberg Brawling Buddy and then watch this. Tell me that's not him come to life. Uh, but Jericho beats this guy up, makes him tap to the Lion Tamer, and then grabs his television title and leaves. The guy also had like a toy belt with him that Jericho also takes. That's funny. <sighs> but now we go backstage for part of an interview for WCW.com between Lee Marshall, who's great, and uh, Rick Steiner. After a while, it flips to uh, an outside shot of Mike Tanay standing by with Scott and Steve Armstrong. Hella freaking random. Uh, I, I don't know who you're talking about. Why is that random? Oh, I don't know, because why the hell are they there? Hashtag hard body ref, dude. Oh, yeah. But Ernest Miller interrupts him randomly to say that he's the greatest. Cool. Okay, real quick. Did you ever notice that he always said, I'm the greatest? The greatest what? Yeah. I, karate guy. <laughs> okay, obviously, if you watch the show, you know. But, like, the greatest what to the casual person who just turned it on? Wrestler, karate guy, dancer, black guy, all of the, the above. The answer, I think, would have been wrestler. But the second one would have been dancing because he didn't do dancing. But he, didn't, he wasn't talking about either one of those. It's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Was he talking about karate? I'm pretty sure he's talking about karate, yeah, but... <laughs> All right. Sure. Uh, just <laughs> uh, yeah, see, I guessed wrestler, too, but I, I don't know. But Mike today tells him off, and then Miller starts to walk away before turning around and attacking the Armstrongs for reasons. Norman Smiley, of all people, then runs up and shoves Miller, asking what the hell is wrong with him. 
Man, how long do you got? Did you know, by the way, that Norman Smiley is British? I had heard that. Uh, I so, but Doug, right now, guessed. like before I said, do you know that? Uh, I, I I know I only I, I heard it before, but like in passing, I was like, is he? So this is not a known thing. Yeah, like a lot because of a mutual don't... friend messaged me the other day and says I was ten years old when I found out Norman Smiley is British. I said, wait, what? I feel like everyone yeah. knows that. <laughs> I looked and it up. Apparently, I no one like not a lot of people know this. It's not just like oh, of course, yeah, he's British. The first I, time I found I, out, I want to say is you. I, I was watching an old WCW show where they had some kind of like World Tag Cup or some crap, and he represented Great Britain. And I was like, say what? Hmm. So it was him and somebody else. I don't I, don't ask me who his partner was. But I was just like, uh, okay. <laughs> weird. So I mean, I thought it was like really weird. I'm like, you didn't know that? But I'm like, okay, apparently a lot of people don't know this. So, okay. He didn't really talk a lot. So He didn't, but when he did talk, I could tell he was, I mean, like I said, I can tell he had a British accent because if I had just heard him, I would think he was like Dutch or something. He definitely has an accent. But <laughs> yeah, like, well, like here, he's basically, like, he, he basically yells, what the hell's wrong with you? You can't really hear an accent. So it's like, if you're going off of like this, you wouldn't know, but ah, I don't know. We now see a video package of Scott Steiner turning on Rick Steiner and then transforming into big Papa pump before trying to duck and dodge Rick. And it leads us to this. It's Scott Steiner with Buff Bagwell in his corner versus Rick Steiner in five and a half minutes. These two go hard from the opening bell. Uh, and then, well, Buff Bagwell gets involved at one point. Rick goozles him and then throws him face first into the ring post. And he lays motionless. Everyone pays up that he re-injured his neck. Uh, and they stretcher him out. Scott goes with him. Crouch Never bought it. Yeah. This is like, what, the third time they've done this with him, by the way? Yep. Crowd chance BS. And uh, they're clearly not happy as a match gets thrown out. Uncle Dave gave this negative star. Um, yeah. For the little bit of wrestling, I give it a star and a half. Say you. A whole star. Yeah. Rick, like, dominated him, but we kind of know why now. Uh, Rick follows him to the ambulance, and even Eric Bischoff follows to see if everything is okay. Once the ambulance doors close and Rick has his back turned, Scott and Buff pop out and attack Rick. Security separates everyone as Scott shouts profanity at his brother. Go figure. Oh, Lord. But up next, we have Juventud Guerrera defending the Cruiserweight title against Silver King in about eight and a half minutes. Careful, Uh, we might get something that resembles a wrestling match here. I'm not sure. Oh, I know, right? It's weird. Well, I will uh, not spoil anything, but this is my highest rated match thus far. (laughs) But even without the benefit of hindsight, I never once believed that Silver King was going to win this damn thing. Uh, Uh, Silver King was probably one of the lower end cruiserweights they had, though. Yeah. Uh, But he's getting a shot on pay-per-view. Opportunity. (laughs) F that. But Juventude... Juventude eventually wins off of a Hoovy driver, followed by a 450 splash. Uncle Dave said that it's very obvious that Silver King is too big to be considered a cruiserweight, but if you're Mexican in WCW, that's where they lump you, so there he is. Can't argue that. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, eh, he's got a point. It's right, by the way, the obvious facts in front of your eyes. I just got to point that out. But yeah, <laughs> I, I like the uh, like right here. Cue the uh, the Falcon saying he's out of line, but he's right. <laughs> but Uncle Dave and I both gave this dose stars. What say you? I gave it two. It was fun. It was f- it if I'm bringing on a curve, yeah, you got to give it more because, well, it's more than <laughs> we've seen so far. Yeah, right. It's not, <laughs> not like they had a high bar to jump over here. We now go back to the WCW.com area where Conan is being interviewed by Lee Marshall. Uh, he's probably giving a shout out to La Raza. Scott Hall comes up and says. And Frosted Flakes. Wow. Uh, Scott Hall comes up and says that he heard that Conan was talking about him. They get into a bit of an argument before Hall throws a cup of ice in Conan's face. Oh, man. <sighs> anyway, up next. That was stupid, is, by the way. You couldn't pick something better. This is weird. I was like, what, what's even going on? I guess, I know it's hype for their match later, but I'm just like, this is weird. By the way, uh, this I, I didn't expect it, but how about it? A match breaks out. We get... <laughs> We get Raven with Lodi and Canyon in his corner, taking on Saturn in a Raven's Rules match. It was about 14 minutes. So the rules are that if Raven wins, Saturn has to be his slave. That's uh, got some connotations to it. Uh, however, if Raven loses, he has to let the flock go. Conan gets handcuffed to the corner. Not Conan, God. Canyon gets handcuffed to the corner so that he won't interfere. Lodi has a sign that says, Bill, did you inhale? See, I'm not going to lie. It took me like 10 minutes to figure out why or what that meant. And then I realized how freaking funny it was. <laughs> to, to nobody that gets it, uh, oh. it's a Bill Clinton reference. <laughs> All right, no, Bill. Yeah. Well, then I'm you didn't sure have fun. Didn't. I was like, sure you didn't, Bill. Why would you take a puff off of uh, off a joint and then not inhale? That's like, what's the point? You gotta do far worse in your presidency, sir. So just saying. Yeah, right. I was gonna give a damn about some weed, but whatever. Uh, and who who would have known years later, Barack Obama in his biography would raise like, I did crack when I was a uh, when I was in uh, college. <laughs> we all experimented a little bit, you know. It happens. <laughs> it's like, he's just like out loud and proud about it. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> we all. Who's dude's hiding weed? Yeah, he's like, I didn't inhale. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the next Democrat president after him is like, yeah, I did crack. What of it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Everybody does dumb stuff in their youth. I didn't judge him for it. Like, like, we, I, though? Like, come on, dude. No one just I know. Oh, <laughs> well, during that time, though, oh, man, it was man. still, oh, oh man, the marijuana, the marijuana cigarettes are going to kill you. <laughs> America. Oh, what of it. Uh, but again, he will do far worse, so he should have probably just owned up to this. Anyways, <laughs> I don't want to get into that. <laughs> uh, whoa, dude. We're not, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, and, well, now seems as good a time as any to say, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we talked about it in, you know, at the beginning of the show. You know, we never talk about politics on the show speci- because we don't want any of that crap around our show. And if you don't want any politics around your products, Go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. We actually got a special 5% promo code for you if you use it. It's main event at checkout. You get 5% off your coffee. Keep politics out of your products. 
they stay neutral and don't give any statements on anything because they just want to deliver great tasting coffee. And that's what I like. And Greg likes coffee too. So go check out coffeebrandcoffee.com. Well, Greg, Greg loves coffee. Oh, well, yeah. He, he's a bit of a nut, if, if, uh, if you can say that. Anyway. I'm sure that to a lot of people, 5% is a lot. Here in California, though, man, I'm screwed. That ain't even half the tax. But, oh. <laughs> yeah, right. But anyway, uh, uh, more flock any members. Any money saved is good money, but whatever. Uh, oh, absolutely. But more flock members come out with a table, and Kidman actually hits a missile dropkick on Raven behind the ref's back, causing the flock to chase him away. Uh, Loki, I put Loki, Lodi, uh, tries to He's interfere Loki later. Bad. Yeah, right. Uh, Lodi tries to interfere later uh, and gets crotched on the top rope. The re- not as dingling. Uh, the ref gets bumped by by Canyon, and Canyon uncuffs himself before hitting the flatliner on Saturn. Saturn kicks out, and the crowd hits the roof. I was like, "Wow!" Like I think at this point they were just they were wanting something. Like they hadn't been given anything. You you're watching this, right? Yeah. Well, okay. It's like sure. I mean, it was it was it was a good match. Don't get me wrong, but I was like. Man, this crowd was, like, red effing hot for this. Like, because if you listen to, like, the after the fact people talk about it, they're like, ah, Raven was never over. Nobody cared about him. Nothing he ever did mattered in WCW. Like, I don't know. The crowd was... the last part, but I disagree with the rest. Yeah, I was like, the crowd was coming unglued for this stuff, man. But Saturn uh, Saturn had kicked out of that, and then he hits the DVD to to Lodi through the table before Raven nails the even flow. And Saturn kicked out again. And then he gets up, hits the Death Valley driver, and wins. The crowd threw the babies in the air. Uncle Dave gave it three and a half. I gave it an even three. What say you? I gave it three. This may be the best match of the night. Yeah, I don't even think that's a, like a maybe. It's, it's just got to be the best match of the night. Everything else is kind of like, not to spoil it, but everything else is kind of like, eh. Which is shocking because listen to this match coming up. It is Kurt Hennig with Rick Rude in his corner taking on Dean Malenko. This one goes about seven and a half minutes. So that has five stars written all over it, right? Right? Y- you would think. But Malenko goes off on Hennig's right er, on Hennig right off the bat. Uh, this one is decent, but Malenko just beat Kurt's ass like he owed him money. He hit the Hennig Plex on Kurt. Yes, Malenko hit the Hennig Plex on Kurt. And then Rick Rude breaks it up for, uh, breaks up the pinfall and draws a disqualification. Oh, Lord, Uncle Dave gave it a star and a half. I gave it two. Let's say you. I uh, gave it one because, man, it was not that great. And then they finish it like that. Man, that was yeah, terrible. Like, like, what the frick, man? We got to add up the, these finishes at the end of the show because that just. Also, just I feel like we just had a short on our was it YouTube, TikTok, or you put it on yeah. about Kurt Henning having a bad match. And apparently this is a running thing. You realize this? <laughs> uh, well, some somebody had replied and said, oh, he's never had a bad match in his career. Get the F out. And I'm like, uh, did he watch his WCW run? Because I beg to differ. Oh, granted, this is where most of his bad matches were. Uh, right. Um, his first run in WWF, no, I don't think he had a bad match at all. Here, it's like, mother of God. 
I get it. He was a little bit older. I'm not going to say over the hill yet, but he was very. And I get he had a lot of injuries piling up too. So you know, there's that. And it can be argued he probably shouldn't have came back. But right. Yep. I I agree. But I was uh, like, we get heat like that from people because they think it's oh well, you just buried him. You don't like him. Quite the opposite. But when someone's not good, you have to call it. Yep. I mean, we can't sit there and say, oh, man, this was fantastic, when it clearly, objectionably was not. I've, but, we've seen bad Kurt Angle matches, and I think he's probably the greatest pure wrestler God ever made. It's oh, okay yeah. when someone has a bad match. That <laughs> last run he had in WWE, his like retirement run where he was having all them singles matches, most of them were not good. So, But Hennig and Rude continue to beat on uh, D. Malenko, and Arn Anderson runs down to help him. But Rude and Hennig take him out and beat on his left arm. I think that's the one that's his hands all frozen up, isn't it? So I, I did write. I'm not trying to be funny, but what's the point of attacking an arm that apparently he can't feel? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Again, I'm not trying to like be funny. And he was like, "That was the whole thing. Oh, he can't feel his arm, so they're gonna beat on it." Yeah. Why? Weird. I don't know. Did you ever hear him talk about? Uh, when he got his uh, his surgery, his neck surgery, he said like that that wasn't like super common that a lot of people had that done when he had it done. And he said he woke up in excruciating pain, and the doctor apologized to him. And he was like, looking back, he's like, I probably should have sued the guy because he he didn't necessarily botch the surgery, but he said he did a crap job with it. And he said if he would have got it done properly, he wouldn't have been in the shape he was in. That really sucks. But up next is uh, Scott oh, Hall. God, good board. Yeah, next. <laughs> it's uh, Scott Hall with Big Vincent taking on Conan in 12 minutes, three seconds. Here's another pair of guys where I'm like, I didn't mean to pull a Chris Collinsworth, by the way. Here's a guy. <laughs> Here's another pair of guys, though. I'm like, you can't go wrong with these two, right? Yeah, well, I will say I liked this match more than uh, way more than Uncle Dave did and apparently more than you did. Clearly more than I did. (laughs) Well, the men have their uh, dueling crowd call out promos before the match. Which is more entertaining than the match itself. Again, go ahead. (laughs) Right. Yeah, because, you know, Hall comes out and does his survey time. Then Conan comes out and, yo, 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 let me speak on this and, you know, all that. So. Dude, as a kid, I ate that crap up with Conan. Like, that was my favorite part of the whole show. He didn't even Conan have to wrestle. Was, Conan, was, Conan was my guy, man. Yeah, he, he was badass. I was like, I don't care to ever, like, I don't care if he ever wrestles. I just want to hear him talk. Like, I, I personally think that Wolfpack Conan is the greatest thing he ever did. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. And I know Fit people perfect. Like, lo- love him in Mexico and other things, too. I get that. I'm not crapping on it. But to me, this is the Conan that I love right here. This is like. Oh, yeah. Uh, prime Conan for me. Yep, this is my thing as a as a kid, man. I that's one of my favorite parts of Nitro. But had, he know, had everything, man. He could wrestle, he could talk, he had a good book. Oh yeah, and he looked different than everybody else on the show. Yeah, was, right. You know, lended something to it. But uh, they then play Ring Around the Rosie for like two minutes. You know, going back and forth between the two rings. Yeah. Uh, because we needed more stalling. Uh, at, at one point, Paul has uh, 
Paul has Conan in an abdominal stretch, and Vincent hands him a cup of beer, and he's drinking while he's pulled in. This is a famous gif, by the way. I've seen this a million times. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> in the end, Conan hits Hall with a face buster, followed by the tequila sunrise for the win. I'm actually surprised that Hall put Conan over clean as an effing sheet. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it a dud. I thought that was pretty brutal. I gave it two stars. What say you? This is probably the the worst two-star match I'll ever give. <laughs> I did not yeah. like it, but it wasn't the worst piece of crap in the world. No, it didn't completely. Well, save that worst piece of crap in the world for coming up. <laughs> I'm kidding. It wasn't quite that bad, but yeah. But so that's a couple things you're, you could be talking about, but I don't want to get ahead. Yeah. Well, we're about to get into the main event. So <laughs> there's a good lead in for you. We're going to take our second to last break. When we come back, it's main event time for War Games. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh, another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Shred Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. It is War Games. About 20 minutes. Or Blood Guts if you prefer, whatever. Good lord. Uh, It's Team WCW versus NWO uh, Hollywood versus NWO Wolfpack. This is the first of its kind. So there's three. It's worth noting. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. 
Oh, I was gonna, uh, there's there's three men on each team. Uh, the match can end at any time. There is no match beyond. Uh, so that's a big change. Also, everybody comes in at random. So in theory, all three members of NWO Hollywood could have come in one right after the other. And the last big change is that you can win by pinfall, which has never been a thing in the past. You had to win by submission or surrender or knockout. So big changes yeah. here. It's also worth noting this is the very last four games pay-per-view. There was one more, but it's on Nitro. And I believe it's only one ring. Yeah, it's in the triple cage. Uh, so, so kind of story yeah. for that reason. Kind of the prelude to uh, Lethal Lockdown. Now, I did mention something a couple weeks ago. I want to say now before I forget. Um, they say it. You'll hear it in the match. I know you probably did. Why is Sting in this match competing for a title match when he has the title match in his pocket the next night? This makes Does zero. He? Yes, they say it during the match. Oh, He's going to face that. over tomorrow night on Nitro for the world title. Like, why the hell is he in this match then? It negates no the thing. clue. Yeah. And then they, they do try to cover it to their, to their, in their defense. They say, well, it's a shot tomorrow night. And if he wins tonight, you, you know, he doesn't have to win tomorrow night. He can have a shot at home and have it. But <clears throat> it's just stupid. None of it makes sense. Well, you could have, you could have had Conan in this. But. Well, my thing with well, that was my thing with MJF. Like, I know logically why they're keeping him out of the world title tournament because he's not going to win. But he's like, oh, I don't have to. And he's trying to cover it up. I know, but logically, he's kind of stupid. He's like, well, I already have a title match in my back pocket. I don't need to do this. Like, yeah, but like, if like, couldn't that be your backup? Like, if you lose in the tournament, you still got that title match. Like so, don't use logic. Theory, yeah, so in theory, you've got two title matches, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, the two men that start, uh, two men start, and then members randomly enter one by one. After that, like I said, DDP and Bret Hart start. Uh, I mean, those would have been my choices too for the Iron Men. So, uh, but they Stevie, carry the whole match. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, out next is Stevie effing ray and this is where that was born by the way <laughs> yep <laughs> if you got to get a third man to represent the nwo hollywood stevie effing ray oh man okie doke uh sting for the wolf pack mind, is... the better harlem guy is nowhere to be seen on this card yeah right just so, point that out right. the two-time hall of famer the six-time world champion Stevie Ray is on this card. Okay. Okay. This is what I, this is in, well, like what I was talking about in theory where it's like, cause now you got two Hollywood guys out there with a WCW guy before the Wolfpack guy even enters. And now Sting comes out for the Wolfpack. Uh, he does his trademark dive from one ring over the ropes into the other. Uh, I always like that. Body Literally, he invented it, I believe. Yeah. I think the uh, first time I saw him do that was in 94. He might have did it before then, but first time I saw it was 95. Uh, Roddy Piper comes out next for Team WCW, and for some like reason... starts freaking madman, by the way. Yeah, and he's for some reason, starts beating up everyone, including DDP. <laughs> Who is his partner, I gotta remind you? That's why I was confused. I, is, uh, is there a fourth team? I... 
I overlook this and I give it a pass because I'm like, ah, oh, it's Piper. He's nuts. So <sighs> yeah, but like D- DDP, like was selling for him and stuff, wasn't he? Like, dude, I'm your partner. What the like? What's going on? God, oh, Bobby even Piper. said it. He's like crazy man. He's in carry who he hits. I guess yeah. so. Well, Lex Luger is out next for the Wolfpack. Kevin he Nash is nuts, by the way, even though he's not over, like people say. No, Greg, nobody gave a crap. You wa- you shut your mouth. <laughs> um, I, I just, I, I need to point that out every time. People always say, oh, no one likes Luger. Shut the hell up. Listen to the reactions he gets. I know. What are uh, you hearing well, to uh, Well, no, he, nobody, nobody cheered for him. You could hear a pin drop. Like, oh, for God's sake. You couldn't hear a bomb go off outside because well, a lot of was inside so <laughs> right. uh kevin nash is now out for the wolf pack uh but as the wolf pack is dominating hollywood hogan sneaks out before his time and beats them all up with a slapjack uh i'm not this is where i said i'm not sure if he's legally in the match since he came out early no they make it a point though when they say it later oh he's in there now i, I don't know effing stupid stupid but when the uh, NWO Hollywood is dominating, the cage fills with smoke, and a warrior impersonator pops up, who, by the way, was actually the Renegade. Was it really? Uh, yeah, that's what it, that's, uh, it's since been revealed. That was a Renegade. I thought it was Brutus. Oh, man, that would have been funny. But they, don't, they only show him from behind, so you can't really see him. Only the crowd can. But uh, either way, the, it, he, he pops up out of the smoke. And he gets his crap kicked in. <laughs> right. I'm like, what the got him. Yeah, I'm like, what's the <laughs> point of this? And then the ring fills with smoke again, and he disappears. Bro, he's going forever, bro. You know, it sounds like Hogan was like, what the hell's going on? I don't understand. I don't understand. He's walking back and forth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But now the real warrior runs to the ring to round out Team WCW and beat up all of NWO Hollywood. Okay, real quick, before you go on, I need to point something out. Okay, so mm-hmm. let's just say this is where Bulldog got hurt. Okay? Yeah. Okay, so for the sake of argument, maybe the next time, maybe here, I don't know. If it was here, and Warrior ended up, like the actual Warrior, ended up not using the trap door, what the <laughs> fuck was the point? <laughs> <laughs> no, the impersonator had to use the door, man. Oh my god, it makes no sense still to me, though. So gotta, the guy broke his back and potentially ended his career for an impersonator. Yeah, for a two-second spot that was dumb as f. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Greg. That's yes. You're right. You're onto something. Uh, speaking of dumb as f, the disciple runs out now and he pulls Hollywood Hogan out of the cage before he locks it behind him. The warrior breaks out and beats up Hogan and the disciple before security breaks it up. Why? Don't know. This okay. I gotta be real. When I was a kid and he did that, I kind of lost it. But I thought it was cool that he kicked the hell out of the cage and broke out. There's something about it that was cool to me as a kid. Now I can see like the logic. But it looked cool. I, look, I, I will disagree with this, uh, this first part, but I'm, I'm gonna use this somewhat same logic here. Um, there's there's a guy I watch on YouTube that says he can't enjoy the new House of the Dragon show, which is a prequel to Game of Thrones. He said, I can't enjoy it because it all leads to the terrible season eight of Game of Thrones. So, I, like, that's always in the back of my mind. Well, even if this was cool, I can't enjoy it because all roads lead to Holly, uh, Halloween Havoc <laughs> 1998. So true. 
So <laughs> there you go. But either way, security breaks us up and it allows Hogan and Disciple to escape. If people don't know who the Disciple is, it's Beefcake. Who? Uh, Brutus the effing Barber Beefcake. Uh, he's got he's got the same ha- as a kid. I had no clue. This I had no clue too. I no idea. It's insane how night and day he is. Yeah, because so the last it's... time we'd seen him, and I might be wrong on this, correct me, but the last time we'd seen him, he was the booty man. So I did <laughs> not piece this together. <laughs> I don't see how the booty man didn't fit in the New World Order. I don't get that one. Well, he tried. They set him <laughs> for like ten seconds. Yeah, the hell out of <laughs> he's had like 500 gimmicks just in WCW alone. There, there is a YouTube video. If I urge people to go watch it, if you get bored on the gimmicks of that Leslie, it's funny as hell. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, in the cage, DDP hits Stevie F and Ray with a diamond cutter and pins his ass to win <laughs> as he should have. Get his. <laughs> <laughs> Pin my his only, bitch ass. My only note on here is he was literally in there to eat the pin. Now it makes at least some sense. Why couldn't that have been beefcake? <laughs> it could have been Good Vincent. I don't know. Oh, Lord. That would have been worse. Actually, you know what, though? Honestly, it could have been Scott Norton. At least I would have added some, a little bit of credibility to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, could have been Buff Apple, too. Oh, uh, yeah, him, too. Yeah. No, he had to feign injury for the 500th time earlier. <laughs> this is one of the worst War Games matches ever. Uncle I Dave. I want to point out, by the way, because you just mentioned this all roads lead to Halloween Havoc. We're about to get mm. one of the best matches in WC. We actually already reviewed the best match in history. Uh, wait, did we? No, sorry. That's my nose. Yeah, we're about to get one of the best matches in WCW history. Okay. But yeah. it's worth pointing out now, because I didn't realize until you just said that. That in order to get there, DDP had to beat Stevie Ray. <laughs> yeah. well, that makes it even funnier. Yeah. In order to get Goldberg in the world title, you got to get through Stevie Ray. <laughs> well, yeah, man. He's an edgelord. He's, yeah, he's one of the underbosses. <laughs> but Uncle, oh my Dave, God. Uncle Dave gave this negative four stars. Okay, it was not that bad. Yeah, no buys. <laughs> <laughs> I gave this I gave this two stars and I I'm going back and forth on that one. Let's say you. I as well gave it two and then also going back and forth. Uh, there was a couple yeah. of moments that were cool. I, I have to remember when I was a kid how much I love Warrior breaking out of the cage and Right. Uh, you know yeah. now I look back with hindsight, it's like wow. British Bulldog's career ended because they had to get a two-second cameo from apparently the Renegade. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I mean, it makes sense makes to me. Worse. I don't know what you don't get, Greg. Makes perfect sense to me. It all adds up. Anyway. Oh, it adds up to something, yes. <laughs> uh, DDP goes into the crowd after the match to celebrate. Per huge. This event was extremely underwhelming. I'm being generous. What the hell was this show? Uncle Dave and now says, you see why this is the last ever War Games. Well, Uncle Dave says that it's going to be near the top of the list of worst pay-per-views of all time. Okay, I agree with that. There's far worse. 
Oh, oh yeah. is it in the category? Yes, but in the top of the list, hell no. Now, is it, it sniffing? Is it within sniffing distance? Yeah, okay, but yeah. But anyway, that takes us to our final break. When we come back, <laughs> we're gonna give them final ratings and tell you what's coming up on the podcast in the future. Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go maybe? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... Okay, yeah, hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Slowly, mate. Take it easy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. Oh, we're back. Final one. <laughs> oh man, thank you guys for sticking with us. That match was brutal. This final ratings here. Uh, Internet Movie Database gave this show 5.2 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 3.69 out of 10. I gave it a 6.5 out of 10 for B minus F plus somewhere in there. Let's see you. Solid F. Sucked. The whole thing sucked. Who picked this, by the way? Am I dying in this hill? I forget. Uh, I want to say I did, but you vouched for it. I want to say I, I can't. I can't say for sure, but. I mean, obviously, we don't ever just, this is what we're doing. So, yeah, we both agree yeah. on it. But, like, who threw it out there? Was it you? Yeah, I think, like I said, okay. I think it was me, and I think you cool, vouched okay. for it. But I, I, cool, but I in, your, <laughs> in your defense, I don't think you remembered it very well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Joke, I don't know, man. Next week's going to be gangbusters, at least. But <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, we, uh, we've got one more show coming to you. This Friday, it is WCW, or excuse me, it's NWA, Clash of the Champions, Trace. Okay, I forgot about that one. My mistake. Let me retract what I just said. (laughs) Uh, I have have not watched this one yet. I will say I I listened to uh, Tony Schiavone's review of the show, and 
uh, Tony dug it, but then again, he likes that old stuff uh, from this I, era. I, I'm only retracting the gangbusters part, not that it sucks. <laughs> I don't want to use uh, that word too liberally. We have a show coming up because I'm already way ahead, to be honest. Gotcha. We have a show coming up that is amazing. Well, I this. I didn't pick this show because of this. Re- I picked it because it's named Fall Brawl and it took place around this time. And plus, I wanted to shake things up. Uh, but this show, uh, the NWA Clash of the Champions 3, this is the final clash under the uh, JCP banner right before being sold off to uh, Turner. Um, so, did they say that? I don't know if I they said like it on the show. That. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's true. I, I don't know if they said it on the show, but the, That's the what purchase... I mean, did they say it? Because I, I didn't hear that. I don't know if it was official at this point, but he's about to go bankrupt, so... Uh, Ted Turner comes in and bails his ass out, and we'll talk more about it on the on the show. Yeah, he's about Friday, to go bankrupt, and that, that all that all that does is make Tony Khan's stupid statement even more stupid. I have more way more money than Crockett. Well, no crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got so, way yeah. more money than the dude up, up the street asking for a quarter for his booze every morning. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, and we'll talk about uh, you know all the negotiations and stuff, and kind of some some ruffled That's feathers. Kind of sad, right? It's like now I look back at it. Wow. I this was kind of the end of an era. Yeah, it definitely was. And we'll talk about why uh, uh, why there were some hurt feelings between Ric Flair and uh, Jim Crockett around this time. And I gotta say, I'm I'm not totally not on Flair's side with this one. I'd be kind of pissed if I were him too. Uh, but we'll I'm get intrigued. into it. Yeah. Uh, and next week to round out September on the 28th. Uh, by the way, happy birthday to me. This is what we're dropping on my birthday. So. <laughs> Oh God! I just uh, still got dropping something, but anyways. Yeah, right. Oh, we dropped it like it was hot uh, and flushed it. But next week on the twenty eighth, we're bringing you a WWF Ground Zero in your house. Uh, I have not watched well, that in your yet, car, so. wherever you listen to it, whenever. Yeah, uh, this uh, that one. I haven't watched it back yet. I know you said it wasn't really much of a show, but you're excited for the news. So. This is a. Uh, a- What's the word? Like a bridge show. To get, it's a show to get you in the show. Ah, uh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of them. The it's it's our ninety seven show. Also, little tip or not tip, little preview. I believe this is the first ever three hour in your house. Ah, wow. I believe. Um, I'm looking forward to watching it just because I love ninety seven. You know, even if the shows aren't great, it's cool to watch the shows and see what's going on and. Talk about it. Like I said, it's our uh, our court mandated 1997 show of the month. Uh, the one we got coming at you. You might next be a little month. surprised. Yeah, might might. The one we got coming at you next month for 97 because we, like I said, court mandated one per month. <laughs> but uh, the one we got coming at you next month, I think, uh, might even be better. But we'll tell you about that next week. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Yeah, sure. The pleasure is all yours. Great. <laughs> And uh, we'll see you this Friday with Clash of the Champions 3, Fall Brawl, and next Wednesday with Ground Zero in your house.
Looking for a particular truck part? Then look no further. The Rush Truck Center's All Makes Parts catalog features more than 16,000 of the most popular All Makes Parts from top suppliers in the industry and with quality brands you know and trust. And at 164 full-color pages, this is their biggest catalog yet. Our friends at Rush Truck Centers have great deals for you all year long. Check out their monthly parts and service specials in-store and online. And when you're ready to order, shop online with Parts Connect at Rush Truck Centers. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers.